0: All right folks, hello and welcome to the Free Associates. That's right folks, the Free Associates, the freedom to associate with any idea or anything that comes our way to just keep our minds open to not play expert to be amateurs and to be broad in general but also to leave and enter the conversation undecided as we go along the way to not pray, fall prey to dogma or anything like that and just try to stay open it's good to be open uh we certainly waylon and i are not deciding anything today i don't think although sometimes he skates the line i'm telling you sometimes he's an expert and that is worrisome uh, now we—it's not that we don't believe in experts. We want to be really clear. Experts can be awesome and excellent, and we—we we need them more than ever. But you know what we're going to do in this pre-associates is basically go through a political article. The link is in uh, the description of this piece. We're just tackling the first one. Okay, we're just going to tackle the first one today. And- these are basically predictions. They're predictions. Like, what's going to happen after this is all said and done? You know, what's the world going to be, how's the world going to be different after this than before? Because you know, one of the things on the pre-associates is we're not particularly interested in the minutiae of politics or anything like that. But we are interested in what's possible. And, you know, Waylon and I had a conversation yesterday about, like, why does the news get fixated on this and this and this? And he made a really good point. But we don't have to do that. We can actually broaden our horizons and just question, like, well, sociologically, where, where could this go? What opportunities? I have the feeling that Waylon and I have a lot of ideas in common on this issue and there's other things that we're just not gonna agree on. Now, today we actually have a couple of guests that we're really excited to bring on. A wunderkind, uh, Elena Fragamini, who's been on the Free Associates before. And by the way, before I forget, uh, the Free Associates, it's thefreeassociates.us. Okay, that's our website, thefreeassociates.us. And you can get our podcast there. You can get anything you want there. That's where to find us. Um, We are a radio show on WMUA Amherst. We're not able to access the Campus Center, so we are doing this remotely, although we rebroadcast this the next day at noon. So if you're listening to WMUA Amherst and you're hearing this, it's a rebroadcast. So we have Elena Fragamini, who's going to join us in a little bit, and we have my buddy Gibbs Life, who's going to join us from Brooklyn, New York, and we're going to look at um, a short piece, which we'll get to in a minute, about it's basically arguing that after this is all said and done, social distance is going to become an issue. Now, Waylon, do you have an object for me? Like, uh, well, just so everyone knows, one of the things we do is we free associate. We free associate on usually drawings. I'm an expert. Waylon is a cheater. He's a ball dropper. Okay.
1: Yes. First.
0: Okay. First, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not allowed to. Cha- I wanted to let you do your ultr- uh, uh, notice I didn't gonna, interrupt you. no? Notice I didn't
1: interrupt okay, you. Okay. Fair
0: enough. Are you look at the ethernet? See the
1: chat on the live stream, you have to hide the chat.
0: Okay. Is that the Zoom chat? The Zoom chat. Okay. I don't know why.
1: I don't This uh... is old man Cody time. This is TikTok. <sighs> t- that really old is old man
0: Cody yeah but you know old man Cody figures stuff out that young man Whalen can't figure out you know
1: tune next time when we call up alright alright fair enough I was I,
0: I was wondering about that Whalen. so thanks what for packets are. I'm not defensive I'm not defensive who figured out the audio I figured out the audio you messed up the audio and I figured it out come on you know, it's, I'm a weird combination of like Luddite old man and then really sharp at times because I, I pay attention. Now, do you have an object I can free associate on or a drawing? Because that's part of what we do here. I All have right. one for you later. Yeah, go ahead. Give okay. it to me. I,
1: I don't have anything All on here. Right, I'm prepare going to it. I have something in near me. Come on, man.
0: Okay, you ready? Three, two, one, boom. Universal remotes in the hotel room. Got five or six of them in my lap, cannot figure it out, filled with rage for the over-designed American system, filled with rage that I can't access my entertainment, floating down into the parking lot and past the pool, the loud noises of the chain-link fence and the, the bottles dropping on the other side of the street. Malone, nowhere, lost. Boom, 89.9%, almost an A-, free association, yes? <laughs> Your first word was universal remote. Oh, you're right. That's not allowed, folks. <laughs> you're not supposed to describe. Free association is not description. Free association is not description. Um... All right. I'm back. You hear me, Waylon? There we go. Okay. Oh. Now, well, I think part of my uh, like free association, I've been kind of dropping the ball a little bit, is that I'm like overwhelmed by the amount I know. Of... You're
1: the puppet master over there and you uh, have a whole bunch of strings going uh, on. Damn.
0: I just – you know, it's amazing this is even working. And we did have trouble – if you guys were trying to tune in live on our free associates page, that's a Facebook problem. I don't know if anyone knows the answer to that. But basically when you schedule it live, it says it's starting and it gets stuck. It gets stuck pushing it out on live. So it wasn't, Waylon was like, well, you're not pushing the right button. But that was, I'm, I assure you, that wasn't the right thing. Now, interesting question here. I told people yesterday that there's a way to make yourself look good on Zoom. And I think I unchecked it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I unchecked it. So I actually do look good here. Because if I touch up my appearance, I even look better. But it's if
1: like I, the lufus to his face yesterday. He did some, uh, some sanding work.
0: I did too. I have sanding work. I have plenty of stuff. My beautiful wife, Robin, went to, to Lowe's and she couldn't really get in because they really want you to be specific about what you need, which I totally understand. Right well, now, they,
1: they, they told her that she couldn't go in because she didn't have a specific thing.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like, what's the list of supplies that you're looking for? They don't want people like bopping around Lowe's. Okay, so I'm glad you, I'm t- telling you this. All right, because. That is
1: nuts.
0: I don't know. I mean, listen. What I happens think... if
1: you had to go in? The, so, say it's another story. You had to get a personal yeah. object, like or personal item. I don't okay. like that at all. Well, back today I heard. I was listening to uh, Planet Money. Great, great show. But yeah. well, Actually, it was uh, This American Life. I'm sorry, but there was a uh, there were uh, a woman was telling her account of how things are getting back to normal in in China, and one of the, the things that has been happening is in her province. She has to, whenever she goes into a building, they, she scans a QR code, she or she gives the QR code of where she is, and the person that is at the door or whatever can see where she's been geographically on a map. Yeah. So all of a sudden, so I'm just like...
0: but they can do that anyway with Google, man. You've listened yeah, to those podcasts. It's not, it's
1: not the point of if they can do it, it's the implementation of it on a national level. Well...
0: Get used to it, like it. Get used to it. Blew palmed. my mind. Well, we had mind. we had an episode a long while back about privacy. Do you remember that when I totally yeah. smacked you down, and you were like, "I don't care if they follow me because I'm not doing anything bad." <laughs> Devil's
1: advocate, bro. Devil's, Devil's That's
0: advocate. That's how you get out of everything. All right. Listen. Would you uh, text Elena and have her join our Zoom again? She's been very yeah, patient over there.
1: watching. Hey,
0: Andrea, how's it going? Yeah, but there is a delay there, so. Oh yeah. You know, so get let her know that we would really love to have her, her pop in. Cool. oh all right let's rock yeah okay bring her up, bring her in and then i want to read it uh to everybody what the first part is i'm kind of like still balancing stuff here a little bit um okay she'll come in in just a minute now you know just for our listeners or our viewers uh, Political does this great series often where they'll ask thirty-five thinkers about, well, where do you think this is going, and you know, what's the long-term impact? This is what we're interested in on the Free Associates. You know, we're, we're not really interested in why it happened or how it's been bungled or anything like that. That's there's plenty of shows that are going to talk to you about that, and I think it's useful. Oh, here's Elena. That's great. So let's welcome her. Um, yeah,
1: to you, that thought.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I just think that's like, that's the, we have a focus on the show. The focus is in the future, you know? Our focus is on future thinking. It's not on critique. Wouldn't you agree with that, Waylon?
1: Yeah, I would say that. I think that that, uh, I like to get into the, the, not the specifics of what happened, but where we could be going. Yeah. With with open-ended.
0: That's right. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's the specialty of the free associates. Non-expert, um... Just the kind of open discussion about what, what's, what, what, where could this go? Elena, how are you doing? Can you hear I'm us? I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. Good, yeah. good. Good to see you. Um, now you connection. Non-experts.
1: She's a non-expert at setting up her background. We can just see her coats and the. <laughs> It's fine, it's totally Sorry fine.
2: not everybody has the money to create their own virtual studio. Not
1: everybody has the $30 I can shovel out for Catan back here. I've been noticing that Catan Said I don't
0: even know what that is. What is it?
1: Oh. It's, a, it's a, uh, a board game. Coincidentally, I just put it out. I mean, a couple of them, Pandemic, Catan, but it's about sharing of resources and you have to like barter. So I got a brick. Do you have a hay? I have a hay. Do you have a sheep? And so things can oh, get cool. tight resource-wise.
0: Okay, good, good. Um, so Elena, how you doing? You're you're doing stuff from home, aren't you?
2: Yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> it's pretty awful. Yeah, um, talk
0: So Elena, no, I- I'm sorry. I'm I am sorry i am do not mean to interrupt, but get, let the viewers know who you are and what where you are going to school and what your situation is right now, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, so I am my sophomore year at Mount Holyoke College. I graduated from Northampton High School in 2018, a politics major there. And I moved back home and in my third week back at home now, Um, school has been canceled. Well, classes are still going on, but we're not allowed on campus for the rest of the semester. Um, And we're doing remote learning mostly through Zoom
0: now elena can i ask you um as nice as it's to see you waylon do you think it would help her audio if she took her video off
2: i can do that
0: let's try that just because uh, Waylon, you hearing that it's coming in a little bit crunchy am i wrong
1: yeah but okay well elena i think the bandwidth is going to change that
0: but elena talk to us for a second
2: hi is that better
0: it is better isn't it (laughs) waylon Okay, so I apologize, Elena, but I think that um, I think in the long run it'll serve our conversation better. So, how is it doing these online courses? You're you're on the front lines of this transition. What is it like for you?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, like I think that we're exhibiting like one of the principal challenges right now, which is like internet connectivity at all. Um, I'm in a situation where I do not have like good wireless connectivity at my house whatsoever. Um, and so that has been a constant struggle. And, you know, I am even like more privileged compared to some of my other classmates who, you know, as much as I don't have the capacity for high speed internet at my house, um, I have classmates who don't have computers. I have classmates who don't have wireless connectivity at all. Um, so as much as mine is slow and prevents Zoom video, like I'm grateful that it, that it even works whatsoever. Um, so that's kind of the biggest challenge. Um, I think the... The other hard part, right, is like my professors are adapting along with me. Um, a lot of my professors have small children they're taking care of um, who have multiple classes to manage. So um, it's it's really piecemeal, it's really hard to deal with, and then it's, um, I think it, we even learned this through doing this today, like conversations over Zoom are not what they are in person.
0: Yeah, well, okay, so that's a great segue, Elena. Um, Can I just quickly read, now now we're, we're, we're tackling the first of these Politico series and it's called The Personal Becomes Dangerous, it's by Deborah Tannen, she's a professor of linguistics at Georgetown and she's the author of You're the Only One I Can Tell Inside the Language of Women's Friendship. She writes, on 9-11, Americans discovered we are vulnerable to calamities we thought only happened in distant lands. The financial crisis told us we can also suffer calamities of past eras, like the economic meltdown of the Great Depression. Now, the 1918 flu pandemic is suddenly a specter in our lives. This loss of innocence or complacency is a new way of being in the world that we can expect to change our doing in the world. We, know, we now know that touching things, being with other people, breathing the air in an enclosed space, can be risky. How quickly that awareness recedes will be different for different people, but it can never vanish completely for anyone who lives or lived through this year. It could become second nature to recoil from shaking hands or touching our faces, and we might all find we can't stop washing our hands. Uh, That's not going to happen for me, but the comfort of being in the presence of others might be replaced by a greater comfort with absence, especially with those we don't know intimately. Instead of asking, is there a reason to do this online? We'll be asking, is there any good reason to do this in person? And might need to be reminded and convinced that there is. Unfortunately, if unintendedly, those with easy access to broadband will be further disadvantaged, which is what you were talking about, Elena. The paradox of online communication will be ratcheted up. It creates more distance, yes, but also more connection as we communicate more often with people who are physically farther and farther away from us. And who feel safer to us because of that distance. Okay. So, Elena, you you definitely touched on that. um, And I think in a couple of ways. I know Waylon was not happy with this piece, but let's go to Elena first. What do you think? Do you think this is a fair prediction of the future that we're actually like not going to be like by default, we're going to move away from each other physically or how do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, well, I think the first thought that came to mind when I was reading this piece about kind of generational shifts and how we perceive space um, institutions, relations to people, um, was that particularly for my generation, like there has been a shift going on for longer than just this moment about how we perceive being in physical spaces with other people. Um, I think about that particularly in terms of mass shootings in this country. So for my generation specifically, like since Sandy Hook, like it is uh, fearful to be in school. It's fearful to be at concerts. It's fearful um to, you know, sometimes take a walk in certain spaces. So I think that there is like a larger, as we move into this this time, there's a lot of things that are going on for my generation and thinking about space um, and how we act in it. Um, I also think that there is, I have many friends who are still hanging out with people um, and that's not a fear or concern for them. Um, me, myself, Um, I have not been within 10 feet of anyone who's not in my immediate family in three weeks. So there's just a huge difference in how um, people my age are perceiving this. Um, But then I also look at industry, right? Um, My dad works in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Um, He really thinks that concerts will not be happening through the summer. Why? Um, So there's, like, there's... And I think even, like, restaurants, there's talk that maybe... Like we will, we will be more focused on having the space between us so that their Mm. seating capacity might need to be reduced. Mm. How closely do we pack in at things like concerts or restaurants or classrooms? Um, So I think that it's, there could be some big changes coming.
0: Oh, you know, that's really smart, but I will, can I just put a thumbtack in the first part of what you said? And then I want to hear from Waylon, which is, You know, mass shootings—that's a good example of like some really horrendous stuff that's happened. You think of Las Vegas; they still don't know why that guy was shooting at people. And that did not stop people from going to concerts, though. Um, Right? Am I right about that? I I think there's a difference, right?
2: Like, I think that I think that you can categorize things as like what actions are people taking. And then you can talk about how things are impacting people's thought processes. So as much as, right, n- nobody my age stopped going to school. Nobody my age stopped going to concerts. But there are different thought processes that happen in relation to this. So, right, like, do I think that COVID-19 and this pandemic will impact people's thoughts? Yes. I, and mm-hmm. as I think my shootings did, as I think 9-11 did. Yeah. Um, I think it's yet to be seen if that's going to... How much is going to have an impact on public policy, and how how close we can be to each
1: other in our institutions?
0: Yeah, well, and you know, you start talking about it that way, they start stacking up. Waylon, what are your thoughts here?
1: Uh, yeah, I said it yesterday. I don't buy it, and this is why I don't buy it is because when it when it, We're talking about whenever we talk about things that are going to drastically change the trajectory of our culture and society, it needs to be fundamentally experienced by everyone. We are all experiencing the shutdown of this, that, and the other thing. But what I want to go back to is the thing that people are experiencing is the negative aspects of a shutdown economy. And that is not necessarily... Uh, on the same parallel with the with coronavirus and experiencing what it's truly like to get sick and so when you look at things that are really going to make a fundamental impact and that people will absolutely remember it's proximity and geography and cultural cultural geography and time and I think that as we get away from this people are going to forget one they're going to forget, they're gonna say, why did we? And I'm not saying this is right, but they're gonna say, why did we? It's a it's a lose-lose situation for people thinking about an overreaction to what's going on. Because if we flatten the curve with all the with all the preventative uh, the things that we've done preventatively, a lot of people are not going to experience what it's truly like to get the virus, and that's a good thing. But they they haven't experienced themselves w- what it's like to get the virus. I think we have two hundred thousand over two hundred thousand people that have been infected, but we are a uh, a, a land of three hundred thirty million people. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you or your loved one doesn't immediately get it, the only thing that you're going to remember is a shutdown economy. And so if we're if we're successful in all this because of the social distancing and the preventative in the preventative things that we're doing, it's Well, didn't we overreact and and Uh shut down our economy? If we're on the other side and everybody gets it, then there's going to be bigger fish to fry too. But I think that what's going to happen is we're going to come out the other side of this with uh, several hundreds of thousands of people that get infected. But there's going to be a lot of people, myself included, right at at this moment, probably a lot, probably all three of you that didn't actually see it face up, in, in your face, in, in in really close to what we're talking about, and you're going to go on your merry way and go. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Remember that time that we had to stay at home and not go outside? Yeah, wasn't that a doozy? We're gonna have we're gonna have policies that are going to be in place where just like with with mass shootings or or mm-hmm. shel- or um, bombing raids of no. the of the of World War II that the kids are gonna laugh at. You know, like, oh, my God, can I still like how many times have you heard when, when we go into a, like a stay in place at school? It's like it's not they're not making fun of it, but they're like, can I please still work? I have to do this because they're not they've never been introduced to this in a really intimate manner. Not that I would ever want that to happen, but you're going to see us distance in our memory from everything that's going to go on. Everything's going to go back to normal is my guess. How long that is, I don't know.
0: I think that that's going to be a theme for you, Waylon. Uh, just from like the brief talks that we've had, um, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible six months from now that that you know, uh, you know, if we look at some precedent, historical precedent, I think after the Black Death, I well, I don't know. I would like to look at like how how do people come back from plagues? Like, what's the actual history there? Um, what do you think of what he's saying, Elena?
2: So, I. I disagree on a on a couple levels. I think Elena disagrees like, with I, me. I, oh, I know, geez. and I, I do think Jeremy agrees with me on this. Like there will be public policy changes, just like public policy changes after nine 11 in terms of airport oh. screenings, um, just as public policy changes that well, I hope we would have seen more of after mass shootings. There will be public policy changes. That is, I I truly believe that. Um, I'm not sure how they will work. I'm not sure what they will be, but there just will be policy Just to interject one thing
1: too, and when you have, mm-hmm. and just, I agree with you 100%, but when you have successful policy changes, that is going to, that's, that's actually helping my side of, of people are gonna forget because you fix the problem. You start right. creating larger centers, you start having a surplus of ventilators, you start creating means where yeah. it's easier for people to forget.
0: Well, and also, yeah, well, that's a good point. Not just to forget, but to imagine that we could uh, power through the next one. You know, if we had 50,000 power ventilators in Massachusetts, we could say, well, this time we're just going to like stay at work because the death rate's going to be so small, actually. It's going to be unpleasant, but it's going to be so small. I mean, that's the other thing that we should look at. I think that September 11th is a really good example of uh, like – you know the numbers are uh Waylon, do you want to go in there? You can. No, I was just gonna have Elena finish that. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. So,
2: so my, other, my other point is this idea, right, of like mass, like a a situation that causes a large number of people some form of trauma, and I think that like trauma can be thought of in two different ways, right? There's like trauma, like a directly traumatic experience. And I think that's what Jeremy talking about when he says directly getting the virus. Like that is a horrifically traumatic experience that not everyone in this country will have, thank God. But there is this sort of trauma that we're all experiencing that I do think for those, maybe not small children, but for those, including myself, who are aware and cognizant of what's happening, I don't think that I will ever open another doorknob without using my sleeve. There are just little behaviors. Oh, that I think make, you will. Really? I yeah. don't, I don't think I will. I really, and I think this is different too, right? I am in a high risk category. Mm-hmm. I have asthma. Mm-hmm. I am someone who would in all likelihood be on a ventilator. If I had this, I'm mm-hmm. in a higher category. So perhaps the way that I perceive this and the way that my family perceives this is a little bit different than other families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but i think that the way week after week i my my brain and my body are training themselves to open door knobs with my shirt sleeve um to wash my hands for a full 20 seconds which in all honesty i don't think i ever did before i don't think those are i think those behaviors that we're all experiencing ideally Are going to get stuck a little bit, and maybe that's a good thing.
0: Well, it's not all—it's not all bad. You know, washing your hands—they've been telling us for years. I mean, before COVID hit the schools or hit us, you know, it actually hasn't really hit us. That it is coming. You know, we're going to—it looks like we're going to peak in mid-April, so it's here. I don't want to minimize that, but kids were sick all year at school, and I was sick all year at school, and a lot of antibiotics weren't working, and you know, the washing the hands thing is important if I could just weigh in a little bit, you know, I lived in New York on September 11th. So uh, I kind of lived through that of that, you know, I was in Brooklyn at that time. And I remember that. And I remember thinking after September 11th, well, you know, that's the end in New York. You're not going to see tourists in New York anytime soon. And the real estate market is going to just crash. And the exact opposite happened. I spent eight years subsequently being a tour guide and you couldn't find enough tour guides and the real estate in New York City just went up and up and up. So I do think, you know, if you look at September 11th, if you're there at that moment, you know, on September 16th, you're like, this is over. Like New York's had a great run since 1984 and now it's going to be different. And that's just not what happened. And, you know, people got very used to the terrorism thing really fast in New York. Now that's not, it's not the same. But I just want to argue that I just that's my position is perhaps somewhere between Whalen and you. Um, I think but I think but it has similarities with you guys, too, is that it's going to become layered and nuanced policy, public policy is going to be brought to bear. But in a year or two years, a lot of not everyone, but 90 percent of the people are going to be opening their hands, put their hands on doorknobs. You know, that's but that's just a guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, I think just adding, I do think that there is something very different about this than like a, right. And I'm not trying to diminish the absolute tragedy of 9-11, but it it was a, it was a a moment to some extent. It fit into a larger context, but we are in a place right now where we don't know when this will end. And in all likelihood, it's going to keep, maybe come back in the fall, maybe come back again in the winter until a vaccine is out. There's a, there's an aspect to this current crisis where there's no end in sight, and so I think that that's where I think it'll take so much longer to reintegrate into society in a way that we did before. Because, how do you do that without getting more people sick? I mean, and I, I heard Jeremy talk about this earlier kind of the reintegration in um Wuhan and in China. Like, I will be very interested in how that is going, but there. Are, so
0: many reports coming out now that there are new outbreaks happening in China. Mm. It's hard to know. Yeah. yeah. And by That's the way, the damn thing China says. well, there's, well, if they would be under reporting it anyway, Elena. I mean, I to say this. Uh, though, too. Yeah. Okay.
1: Just the, the psychology of, a, of, a, of the human mind is such that we are, we're, <coughs> we're just like a, a hard drive. I mean, you had some great analogies yesterday. I loved it about just the, the fragmentation of the mind and everything, but the, the, the human mind is just like a hard drive. If you have a hundred things that you're juggling throughout the day, I guarantee you that the coronavirus is going to go into the back of your priorities once you have to pick up the kids from daycare, you have to go and get uh, dinner ready, you have to think about that work email. We just don't have the time to, and and that's why we kind of never learn from history too. That's, That's the reason why we find ourselves in the same similar situations all the time is just because we just don't have the 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 mental capacity to be constantly worried nor should we i don't think it's a good idea for everybody to stop touching doorknobs i don't want that to happen i don't think it's you know obviously wash your hands more that's that's a great thing but i don't want society to fundamentally change because society wasn't fundamentally flawed to begin with it's this is a this is an anomaly type situation that we can now learn and live through and and learn from and have policies in place where we can ensure that it hopefully doesn't happen again. But things, this is oh, how life me? works.
0: So Waylon, what? Um, uh, well, just give me a second, Elena. I'm gonna actually, I want to get you on again either later this week or early next week. But my second guest is gonna come in in just a minute. Um, so I just want to thank you for being on. And but I have the last word, at Waylon. Please just. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm going to hear it through text
0: today. So. Now, do it. Do do some damage, and then I'll bring our next guest on. Okay.
2: No, just my last comment is that again, just about the uniqueness of this. And I think about it as I watch my mom wash every gross piece, like item of food that she gets from the grocery store. There's not going to be a moment where we get a present or. President Trump or whoever, on stage saying, here's the moment where you can stop washing your groceries. Like, Hmm. I don't think that moment is going to happen, which is why I think that these little ramifications will continue on for so long because I don't see there being a moment where it's victory.
0: Yeah. Well, Elena, I hope that it is, but I hear you and what you're saying. And I think that depending on how you're impacted and who you are, you're going to have a lot, there's going to be a lot of different responses out there. Thanks so much for joining us, Elena. Yeah, thanks, Thank you. And I want to, ha- you're a free associate. You're one of, one of our greats. And so <laughs> I want to have you on again soon. Thanks so much.
2: Okay.
0: Bye guys. Bye-bye. See ya. Um, so she makes a lot of really good points. Um, you know, I, I think that in a lot of ways, um, I hope that I hope that's not true. I hope that there is some end at some point, you know, but I get, I get it, you know, because when this is happening, I'm like, my two questions are, why didn't this happen before? And why isn't it going to happen again next year? Like, there's, they're going to be eating bats again or something like that. And we're just going to have, this is going to be the same thing next year. Well, I think there's two things that you got to
1: look at. One, the severity of what's going on. So I I think that if you look at swine flu and and things like that, and um, uh, if it wasn't, it wasn't the... The, the big impact that that it had now it but at the same time I think that what is going on is that we are so interconnected now that the same if, if you take coronavirus right now and put it back into swine flu days I remember when I was working I was working on a um, a student film at uh, Mount Holyoke College actually when swine flu was going around and there was a a, a A girl that got came down with it and we were like oh wow that's crazy and i had had known about swine flu but i didn't know anything to the degree of information or discussion or news coverage that that we have now and i think that the immediacy of information the interconnectivity of how we all are and and how things can by in the same way that a virus can is we live in a viral society and that can just become uh, shared and spread, and also mutated to the form where you have these these crazy this crazy amount of misinformation as you do as information. So it would have been very interesting to see how we have had dealt with the swine flu uh, when with this, the current technology that we have. I think that that that's pushing some of it, but it's also been able to be an incredibly helpful tool with combating it as well and the, the the way that we can that we can pass that immediately immediate information in a time where things are constantly changing is 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 a godsend.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you're an optimist and you know, I think I'm like more of an optimist than a pessimist. I think I think that, you know, the one thing that we didn't talk about that you and I talked about yesterday is there's an economic factor to us people going out and I did not feel like yesterday. You were saying that you felt like people are gonna like want to reengage globalism and reengage that. You know, that's if they have money. You know, like people are gonna be really hard up. There's a lot of people who are gonna be really hard up, and that's that psycho could get. And I'm not trying to like uh, guilt you here. I'm just wondering. There, there's social distancing. That's like viral based, and then there's also just like I can't afford to go out. Like I lost well, five okay, months so of that, wages. Two,
1: yeah, I understand oh. what you're
0: saying, and I agree.
1: I mean, the, that's the pragmatic the, the, situation that we find ourselves in. But t- remove that economic, remove that economic impact that that's had, had happened. If they, if the, if everything was all settled, and I still think this to a certain degree, the day that the ban is lifted, you're going to see people celebrating in bars and restaurants and everything. Well, the yeah. Day that it's it, everybody's well, gonna go out. And, that doesn't and yeah. go out. Well, like there will be some, some, some people party. Well, like it was like a like some sort of World War II victory party. That's what's gonna be. It's not gonna be people ease into the system. Everybody's gonna be going out. Well, not okay.
0: Not everybody.
1: <laughs> well, not everybody. But no, not not take, everybody. Take, but you I take ten percent of the people that are still worried, and ninety percent of the people are gonna be going out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I'm not sure it's the right thing to do. I mean, people were on spring break during this. You know, they, there's a cool link, and I can put it on our page later. By the way, you're listening to the Free Associates either on WMUA or on Facebook Live. You're seeing us, but um, also I didn't. Yeah.
1: I didn't know. I don't know if he's still with us, but um, Brian Lombardi entered too. Was was watching for a while. I would love to hear on on a on a. On well, I invited Brian level. for
0: tomorrow. I don't know well, if he can do it. Level, what's going I don't know if he can do it or if it's yeah. possible. I just don't know. That'd now I'm I'm waiting for my buddy Gib to join. Um, let me just text him again. Now Gib is not necessarily like Zoom proficient necessarily, so I'm just waiting for him now. My buddy Gib, just everyone knows Gib is, he's, um, he's in New York, okay, and I'm just gonna like give this to him again just in case he's. Having trouble. He's an artist. He's a great artist. He's not like the biggest tech guy, so I'm gonna just try to help him out a little bit. Um, and I'm he's in Brooklyn, so I'm curious what his experience is like. And so we're waiting for Gib, but we do not have him. So we'll just see. We'll just see. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would like to get Lombardi on too. Like, and I would actually like to get our principal on. I'd like to get Lori on. You know the. Uh, Talk about a tough time to be principal. She's been getting all these phone calls saying, "Why did you turn the high school into a shelter?" She's like, "That's not my job. I don't make those kinds of decisions. That's not like yeah. something I decide." Um, and I think that's what people do misunderstand about education: is that education is um, education is like uh, it's top down. You know, we get all this stuff from Malden, Massachusetts, from Desi. Yeah. You know, and we're not in, particularly in control of it. You know.
1: Yeah, um, um, there was um there was a uh, article that I posted on Facebook um I think today actually maybe yesterday but it was uh the the failure failure of leadership at the soldiers home I don't know if you oh uh, my god that. yeah that's but, not uh, good yeah I mean there's there's a couple of different places and that's why it's so interesting about thinking about leadership and all of this at what point do you so you as a leader in certain situations like a principal for instance you were at uh, you you are directly getting ex- orders from your superintendent, but they're getting also – they're in in uh, collaboration with the school committee who's in collaboration with the mayor. So there's a whole bunch of different things going up the up, up the line. The thing that I think that happened at the soldiers' home, for those that, that weren't aware of it, I think it's up to 13 uh, people died at the Holyoke soldiers' home yeah. over the span of the last few weeks, uh, is that – you need to understand when as a leader when you need to sound the alarm and call for reinforcements and i think that that was the the missing probably leadership role that's probably right you can't handle sometimes you can't handle things yourself and sometimes you just need to you need to you know start ringing those alarm bells that's a classic
0: yeah classic error is that you get in you get in two feet of water and you're afraid to let anyone know you got into two feet of water. And yeah, next and then now so you're it. 12 feet of underwater. Yeah. So that's really tough. Yeah, we're still waiting on my buddy, Gib. Um, I'm hoping that he'll be able to join us. Um, I'm not really getting anything back from him right now. But we'll just give him another minute. And if not, we'll just move on. So Waylon, you're basically saying that you really feel like people are going to go back. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just agree with you. Like, I do think that people are going to go back... Um, Oh, and I wanted to say about, you know, congregating during spring break. There is a cool link of a cell phone. It's this company that tracks cell phones. And they did you see it? And it showed all the phones that were on Fort Lauderdale Beach going back into the country. One interesting thing about the Spanish flu. Now, we, as you mentioned before, we have big advantages over the Spanish flu uh, because the Spanish flu. uh, One of the problems with the Spanish flu is when the soldiers came home from the trenches, right, because it was actually from Kansas, The Spanish flu was from Kansas, and they were burning horse manure near a base. And that's when the virus jumped to soldiers. And then they were sent to the trenches in France. Now, the trench is the best virus developer in the world because it can kill you fast, but have another person to take over really quickly, right? Because most diseases aren't virulent because they want to spread. But when it comes home, everybody's going to these parades to welcome these people back from the war, and then they went home to their suburbs, and they brought the Spanish flu with them. So, like, it was—it was definitely a perfect storm, the Spanish flu. Although this is, just seems like it's getting worse and worse, quite honestly. But maybe not. my, my brother also sent me a link that said um, that said, uh, you know, uh, uh, that basically the peak is going to be mid-April. This was a really reputable place. It was this people that study. It's a science institution. April 15th is going to be peak And then by May 1st It's going to settle down Now, Elena brought up some good points You know, could kick back around again We're learning We are learning stuff for sure By the way, Waylon I'm, I have to say Because I'm really well sequestered I'm actually more worried about uh, Beers in, right, in my neighborhood than COVID Like, you talk about social distancing There were beers that ripped through my backyard last night And you know, I have kids And they ripped through the garbage, dude and they they like threw trash everywhere. Yeah, there's
1: dolphins in the in the channels of Venice. There's monkey fights there, in Indonesia or whatever. Is that right? There, like there there are like yeah, it's an actual phenomenon. It's it's there's the wildlife is coming back into areas that, where they weren't seen for a while. There was even a uh, a it's the, it's one of the super rare cats. It was walking freely down the roads in India. It was it was unbelievable.
0: I'll send it, I'll send huh. it later. Yeah, definitely well, yeah, send it. I mean, well I crazy. have I have teenage beers in my backyard too, and they are the problem with teenagers is that what's going on? Yeah. So this is uh
1: watching right now. This is this is norm. This is this is norm. Yeah. This is, this is norm. Yeah this is norm's april
0: fool's.
1: Right. Guys, don't trip on the wire, bro. Don't trip on the wire. This is, Norm can't even through the pipelines no, no, of the bro. Ethernet, even the through yeah. the networks out there and the Wi-Fi's. Norm has to have his yeah. April Fool's pranks there. Well, I, I knew something. Gonna... I knew something was coming. Well, I was trying to wait for I didn't my... think it was going to be on here, but I knew that there was going to be something something going on.
0: Well, I was trying to wait for yeah. my buddy Git get to get on there, but you know, you and I, we're both that's like Christmas for me is April Fool's, know. you know? And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, because you and I both know a good April Fool's joke. You really have to be careful. Like, yeah. you, Tell us, tell them about that joke where you smashed the phone that year. Because that was borderline. Um,
1: I have a video somewhere. I, and I wasn't even tenured at the time, so it was extra risky. Yeah, yeah, but, okay. uh, so the students in one, one year, they piled the chairs up in my room. First off, that's not a prank. That's just that's stupid. A prank actually takes some thought. Yes, exactly. But yeah. whatever. There's there's a pile of chairs in my room, which I just put, put back and everything. And so uh, there was a uh, student at the time who I used to just like war with all the time, but we loved each other. And I said, listen, Justin, sit in my chair and I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you anything other, aside from this, but sit in my chair. Here's a calculator. I'm going to say, get off your phone three times between the, the second and third time. I want you to switch your actual phone with the calculator. Oh yeah. He goes, What's going on? I just, I go, just do it. So all the kids sit down and they had known that the chairs were in my room. So I go, listen, uh, everybody, I just want to let you know that, um, that little prank that you pulled got me in trouble. I'm actually, there's being disciplinary action taken because, uh, you you all did that and I, I just kept on escalating a little bit, just you know, I just got a little bit more and more like mad about it to the point where I'm I'm in the middle of this and Justin is not on his phone, not listening to me. So I'm like, Justin, get off your phone. Justin, get off your phone. And on the third time I just go over to him, I take what the kids think is the is the phone, take the calculator, whip it at the wall, and it just shatters into like a million different pieces and the kids are just like yeah "Yeah." and I'm like it's okay it is
0: okay because
1: you know what I just prayed to you and I didn't even tell my TA and my my TA um Aaron Aaron Andrews at the time god bless him he goes I I thought I saw the moment that you got fired yeah we're still waiting for
0: that <laughs> we're still waiting for that uh, yeah you were april fools guys i mean that's like my holiday i came up with the best april fools uh text joke which i got you on this is and um, this is just for anybody oh, yeah. and, and you can't really use it this year unfortunately but the text that you send people on april fools is go go to the front and look out the window it's it's genius because at the very least they do it and you're like sucker but if they go up to the window like what happened with you you were at a restaurant you're like why are are you out in the parking lot i'm like yeah i'm in the parking lot and then you like got in your car and i was like i'm like five cars behind you we had like six texts back and forth so it worked it worked out pretty well um april fools is a wonderful thing i think it's not the year for that but did that at least look good and convincing yeah for sure yeah that was my wonderful wife robin dressed in a gorilla mask and, and like a... Well,
1: not convincing, but I, 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 it was convincing where you were building it up to. Okay. A gorilla mask, it's like...
0: Well, it was just supposed to be kind of... Yeah, we don't have a bear mask. You know, <laughs> we tried. Amazon's not delivering bear masks anymore. So that's that's the thing. They're prioritizing diapers and stuff like that. Um, all right. So, you know, I think you and I are kind of landing on the same spot, but I think Elena made some really good points. And I, I definitely think depending on who you are... It's going to impact you. Um, And it might be different nations are impacted in different ways as well. I mean, now there's a concern about what we used to call third world developing countries, you know. And that wildlife thing you were talking about is interesting. Why are you saying there's dolphins in Venice? Is that what's going on? No,
1: no, literally in the the, the, um, canals.
0: And they wouldn't be there usually because… They'd be uh, scared pollute, away from the motors. Because of pollutants. just normal
1: pollution of factories or whatever, hmm. people being there.
0: Boats, like gondolas. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: well, I have to say, I've I kind of even noticed it here. That, <laughs> like, it's it would be, you know, say everything just stopped and humans left, the return of nature would be so fast, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, Discovery Channel
1: <laughs> did an awesome thing on, like, what would happen on that. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, cool. The biggest thing was
1: was how, how quickly dogs would turn back into like huh. Like oh, think yeah. about, a, one, think about a chihuahua one generation. A, well like a wiener I dog. I don't think they' and surviving your huskies.
0: Yeah, they're not gonna last <laughs> like, very long. They're not gonna last very are gone. long.
1: <coughs> Spoiler alert, pugs are gone in, in apocalyptic society.
0: Just on a side note, Robin was telling me this very interesting ecological thing that they did out in Montana is they were getting a lot of erosion of these rivers because what they had done is they'd gotten rid of all the wolves. In this place do you know about this yeah yeah you didn't tell me this right robin told me this i think but no
1: but yeah go ahead
0: so they got rid of all the wolves because people get rid of wolves and then the deers and antelopes and all those guys just what's would go down the river and eat and they started eroding all of the soil around the river so there was no clear boundary they let loose like 12 wolves in this place and it basically kept all these deer and antelope away from the river, and the river reformed itself like fast. Yeah, you Although know? The, the, it is. Can't I, cheat I, I should, you should say
1: that the, it is disputed how how accurate that um, that whole kind of snowballing effect
0: was portrayed. Okay, is that right? Are we getting controversial yeah. now? Uh, that's what we like to do. That's what we do. Um, all right, now you hear the music, and you don't like this music, but I like this music, and this is our new exit music because. If we use Father John, do you hear the music? Yeah. If yeah, you can go up a little bit. They can go. Oh, shammy, shammy, sham! I'll just put it up a little bit. If we use Father John yeah. Misty, they're gonna they're gonna mute it. Now, Waylon, why don't you? This is my own music. You don't like it, man? It's cool. It's got like a good groove oh, on it. Oh, is this
1: is this your? What what did I say? You're on a carousel about to barf
0: yeah that's good I mean that's really stuck with me and that's really stuck with me <laughs> because I get it I don't think I think it's a, a fair attack on that piece of music but I still like the music but whatever um, so we're about to wrap up our second Facebook Live Free Associates thing we're going to get smoother and smoother I also think in the future one guest I don't want to rush people on and off, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I didn't want to rush Elena off. I just told my other friend that I wanted him to come on, and it just didn't end up working out. But I think one, one guest. Uh, oh, we'll we have, have
1: Elena on,
0: too. She's oh, yeah, no, no question uh, we will. So what's your plan for the rest of the day or the rest of the week, Waylon? We always end uh, the free associates. Yeah. Oh, I didn't make you so free I associate. To... I didn't make you free associate. You want to free associate I know. now?
1: we got we to we we plan it out tomorrow. we got to plan it
0: out. I can do well, it. Okay
1: for today. Yeah, yeah,
0: do it. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll,
1: get, I'll get into... Oh, you want to do
0: it now? Yeah. You ready? Okay. Uh, the Watch Wayland Pre-Associate, folks. Watch the tragedy unfold. In yeah. three, two, one. Pre-Associate.
1: Waves of curling irony. You go to a field of wheat. Inside of that field of wheat stands a long attractive silhouette. You go up to the silhouette and turn it around to see an infestation, a manifestation of your own tears.
0: (laughs) This is I finally figured it out. I finally figured it out. You basically are the dungeon master. Like, that's how you (laughs) associate. You're a dungeon master. Roll a D twenty to survive. That's what you are. You're the dungeon master. That's my free association, man. You're like leading me through this. Like your first, Norm. Your first word was uh, remote control. Yeah, I failed, but so did you. <laughs> I totally. You're totally right. I really got that. That was bad. But listen, what do you give you yourself an A minus on it? Uh, B plus. But yeah, I. You know, you. You listen. You, your points well taken. What's your plan for the rest of the day, amigo?
1: Uh, so, I'm going to work on the van. I got a new 1988, a uh, uh, new old 1988 van. I'm having a couple of uh, lights that are giving me some wonky stuff, but I got to get that inspected at some point. So, fixing up the van, getting it all ready, showroom quality, or at least pass inspection quality, and uh, we'll go from there.
0: All right, pal. Well, I you know what I'm going to do today? Um, my wife's got a meeting later. I'm going to... Go to YouTube, and I'm going to get one of the best Red Sox games from 2018 and watch it, you know. Oh, cool. As if it's live. I love baseball. I know. I know they want to hear how you like, just, just respect. Yeah. I don't...
1: You wouldn't even know if they came down with COVID, because they're just zombies out there anyways,
0: so. Uh, you you couldn't... You, he just couldn't resist, folks. let like into Bernie's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh So you have been listening to the Free Associates That's the whale dog over there I'm the BIQ, I'm the Barbarian in Question Elena Fragamini joined us today We're going to try to keep this up folks We're going to try to keep it up every day And also we broadcast it on WMU Amherst On the next day at noon They're in need of programming And we want to keep connecting the valley You guys know that the political article Has like 35 predictions We only dealt with one today We're going to just kind of knock them down As we go along And what's your sign off? Waylon, my sign off this week is
1: uh, if you feel sick, don't worry. It's probably not Corona. It's that you're getting nauseous
0: from Norm's music today. So oh, gee. That's so unkind. We're not unkind with one another, Waylon. <laughs> like, that's why people like us, is that we're, we don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. We fundamentally are kind to each it's, other. It's, this is smart, not.
1: Be safe and don't be stupid.
0: And I'm going to say stay calm, stay connected, and stay healthy. And thank you so much for joining us on the Free Associates. We'll see you next time. Ooh, Bye-bye. Nice.